to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. I met him at Mar-a-Lago a couple of weeks ago. He's an attorney. His name is John O'Connor, also an author. John, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, good, Joe. Good to see you. So, you know, we're, we're hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, is worth $18 million. I hope you know that. It's, it's all that whole thing is worth. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bungalow next door is worth $22 million, but something that's on 17 acres and yeah. has a much more grander uh, improvements, that's worth $18 million. I get it. The building where we watch the movie is worth way more than $18 million. But having said that, um, we, we know what they're trying to do to Trump. But I, I love that you were in the movie Police State, which is Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, about how the government is surveilling us. And it, they seem to be doing it according to our political persuasion or our value system. And it's not okay. And you get into your, your book. You've got a book called Postgate, The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, they're, they're two different books. And I want people to go and get these. Is that, John, is that in our history when the government really ramped up its ability to surveil us, to spy on us, to control us? Or is it before then? Well, yeah. Well, in Watergate, of course, it was false reporting that got rid of Nixon. It's our biggest scandal in our history. It was a journalistically impelled scandal. And as I write in Postgate, the reporting was fraudulent. We still, most people still don't know how Nixon got railroaded out. But what people don't know is that the Post then launched a campaign against its main benefactor, Mark Felt, who leaked some things to the Post, and they got him indicted for uh, warrantless searches of of terrorists, which is perfectly legitimate. But the Post thought that that was illegal. There was some red hots in the Justice Department. He went to trial, got convicted wrongly, bad instructions from the court. Long and short of it, that caused FISA. That was step number two. You have the biased media first. Now, because of the post, you now have the FISA law. Now, what's the matter with the FISA law? The FISA law is what James Comey used to immunize himself for the Russian collusion hoax. Yes. That is to say, if you get the court to agree, some amateurs in robes who mean well are nice people, are not bad people, but they get fooled by the intelligence community into authorizing uh, certain types of spying that is politically motivated. Now you've got a police state. So that was the one-two punch all at uh, at the behest of the Washington Post. That's how this thing got started. I want to dial it back to the 70s again, then we can get back up to Russiagate in a second. It's uh, John O'Connor. Go to postgatebook.com to get his latest book, Postgate. He's also got the book, The Whispers of, uh, of the Mysteries of Watergate. What's interesting about Watergate, and I'm going to say this as a former journalist, I, I've won a bunch of awards and I had to do the job. I don't think Warden Bernstein are journalists at all. I don't. I think without Mark Felt, who was the number two guy, if I recall, at the FBI, your client, the guy who was Deep Throat, without him, they don't have a story at all. These guys, we, we don't even know their names. So he feeds them information. Uh, information that he deems to be newsworthy. And then what did they do? Did they elaborate on it and make it something that it wasn't? Yes, they did. Here's what they did. Mark Felt gave them an investigative hypothesis. Hypothesis, like climate change is hypothesis. Yes. The Post, because he wanted an investigation of the hypothesis because he wasn't able to go to the grand jury and try to connect the dirty tricks campaign to the Watergate burglary. But it was an hypothesis. It turned out not to be true, but it was an hypothesis. So it was basically, it it was a what if, and they made it something that happened. Right. In other words, we want to investigate to see whether or not it is true 
The Post reported it the next day as being the SBI has actually found this to be true. No, wow. the reason Post, the reason Felt wanted the publicity was to pressure the administration to let him find out whether it was true. Did he want Nixon out? Oh, no, he didn't want Nixon out. He loved Nixon. Really? Yes. I've never, I, my, in my entire life, I've never heard that before. I thought Mark Felt was out to get Nixon. Not at all. Not at all. He was out to make sure his investigation was not whitewashed. And as a matter of fact, what he told his boss at the beginning of the scandal was, please tell the president if he allows us to investigate this, we'll come up with a couple of junior aides that probably authorized this silly caper and Nixon won't get hurt at all. He was very protective of the president, but wanted to do his job as an FBI man. Now, that's never been reported. People have their motives for reporting falsely. The Post had felt as being a guy who hated Nixon. He didn't hate Nixon. He loved Nixon. Wow. So it, it's, but he was a straight guy. Mark Felt is the FBI should be today, straight. Um, let's not let political interference stop my investigation wherever it leads. Now today, do we have that? No. And that's another problem with Watergate and the, and the Post reporting of it, which was completely false. It is uh, John O'Connor. He's an attorney. He's got a book out, a couple of books, Postgate and the Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, go to postgatebook.com, postgatebook.com. I'm learning a lot already, John. We just started the interview. So let, 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 me, let me ask you this. If the Post doesn't make the hypothesis true, does Nixon survive? Oh, yes, because what the Post also did is they covered up the fact that the, that the CIA was really the moving force behind it, number one. And number two, it was not about the campaign. It was about listening to naughty boys and naughty girls, which is what the CIA wanted to do. They wanted to get dirt on people. So it was not a campaign operation. It was about listening to boys and girls. And it furthered the CIA's purpose, who, which had a program of listening to naughty boys and naughty girls. And they got a couple White House lieutenants to feel this would really help them. And so they talked him into it. One of them being, of course, the great John Dean, who right. just will tell you that he's as pure as the driven snow. So we have lionized John Dean. We've lionized Bernstein and Woodward. And they're the guys who really weren't telling the God's honest truth about this. Well, again, I mean, I've seen I've seen several documentaries on the period, and Woodward and Bernstein were nothing at the Post until this thing happened. Did they do it for self-aggrandizement, uh, John? Did they do it because they hated Nixon? Did they do it because they're liberal dorks? I mean, why did they do this? Well, they just wanted headlines. That's what to make they their name. Did. And they did hate Nixon. So what they did was, but their editors would not let them get into the CIA. If you got into the CIA, that would also dirty up the DNC which was joined at the hip with the Post. The Post was a Democratic paper of record. Their general counsel, Joseph Califano, was also the general counsel of the DNC. If they reported that this wasn't a campaign operation, but was about listening to me visiting men at the DNC calling the girls down the street right. uh, to arrange for festivities that night, if that came out, it would dirty up the Democrats and make Nixon look like a victim. If it turns out that the CIA had infiltrated the White House in the campaign, as they had, that would exonerate Nixon also. So Nixon would have been a little bit bloodied by some of his awkward uh, – Nixon didn't know what had happened. But because he was trying to uh, keep things at a low boil, 
Technically, he may have covered up a couple times, but he, he didn't know what he was covering up. The Post knew more about what happened than Nixon did. The Post covered up much more than Nixon covered up. Okay. Could, could, could Mark Felt have, uh, in his position, could he have asked for a meeting with the president or not? No, not really. And that would have violated the separation that you're supposed to have between justice and the president. The FBI is supposed to act independently of the yeah, president. Yeah, but ultimately the president's their boss. I mean, it's the executive branch. Right, right, right. But the tradition is that the attorney general supervises the Justice Department, but the, but the president should stay out of law enforcement decisions, not counterintelligence decisions, which the president should get involved in, like Russiagate, which Comey hid from him. But law enforcement decisions, the president shouldn't be involved as to who gets indicted and who doesn't. So uh, so basically, uh, Felt did everything the right way. And interestingly, the Senate, which investigated Nixon and the House, which sought to impeach him, didn't have the FBI files. So they didn't know all the things that I'm telling you about the CIA. Now, this, the Senate did get some CIA documents toward the end of the investigation, and Howard Baker published a very uh, important uh, little report at the end of Watergate, which nobody paid any attention to, and which the Post uh, concealed from the public, in which he talked about the CIA. But the point is, I'm not making this up about the CIA. It's all in the book Postgate. Right. And basically, it's one of the great, great uh, tragedies uh, of American history, that a great president was driven from office based upon fraud. It's John O'Connor. He's an author. He's also a podcast host. The podcast is called The Mysteries of Watergate. Go and get his book called Postgate, uh, www.postgatebook.com. So let's fast forward to Jimmy Carter. He does the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. He does FISA. And the FISA courts, the way I understand it is you can go and surveil somebody, then you go to the court afterwards if you want to, to make sure that it was okay in retrospect. Or uh, once you do get the warrant, you've got to re-up the warrant. And if we go from the 70s to the 2000s, what Comey did and McCabe did and the entire DOJ and Russiagate, they were going to these FISA judges and lying about new information coming up. In fact, they would plant news stories in places like Yahoo News themselves. Then they'd say, oh, look, there's a new news story in the Yahoo News judge. We have to continue the, the, the surveillance. The FISA in and of itself should be you're surveilling foreign intelligence agents uh, or foreign agents, period. And they were actually, um, they were allegedly surveilling Carter Page, who worked for the CIA, I believe, and they did so to surveil Trump Tower. They, they completely screwed up what the intention of this, of this act was, didn't they? Yeah, in other words, the, the FBI... Did knew- I get all that right, by the way, John? Or It seemed yeah, convoluted, but... He was helping, Page was helping the CIA. He wasn't in the CIA. But, but the point is that they, the, they knew, the FBI knew that this is a Clinton campaign operation, the whole Russia thing that was a phony one, and they hid that from the court uh, and um, in getting warrants to then start surveilling Trump and all of his people. And once you did that, because it's not just Carter Page, it's anybody Carter Page talks to Right. And anybody who those people talk to, which means everybody in the Trump organization, you can listen in on and get their emails. Uh, so that's why they were doing it to try to trap Trump into a crime uh, by not telling the court, we know, and John Brennan had given intelligence to this effect, we know that this is a whole a hoax thought up by Hillary Clinton's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who is now Biden's. 
who did this to try to take uh, attention away from all the shenanigans Hillary was uh, doing, was playing against Bernie Sanders. So this thing started out as a way of deflecting attention, but it was so successful in getting people upset with Trump for being a Russian spy, they continued with it and Comey put it on steroids. And so Comey started getting these warrants after Jake Sullivan had come up with his fake story, got warrants, even though the FBI knew that this wow. was Russian canard, knew it, and knew that it was a Clinton campaign uh, canard, and they knew it, and they didn't tell the court. Well, well John, here's the rub. All the people you just mentioned are fine. You've got Comey out selling a book, and he's tweeting nasty stuff about Republicans every day. McCabe is on is on CNN or MSNBC getting paid as a, some sort of a, an announcer or a commentator. You've got Sullivan, as you said, who is now the national security advisor or whatever for Joe Biden. He's the guy who actually tried to tie a Russian bank to the Trump White House, and he's fine. Everybody's fine. Brennan knew that it was fake, and he, and he ran with it. Some would say John McCain had some sort of a hand in this. You know, at the end of the day, why are they all fine, John? You and I can sit here and go over every law they broke, every lie they told, every time they perjured themselves, and nobody seems to care. Well, they do. Uh, Horowitz got into it, the inspector general, and then yes. John Durham did. But the problem is, because they're all covering for one another, it's one thing to say by a preponderance of the evidence or by a probability they're all guilty, but to say they're guilty beyond a reasonable doubt... Uh, they couldn't do that, and wow. uh, and that's the problem with everybody sticking together on this thing. And this, while Trump faces ninety-one counts, I mean, you just really consider that. You know, uh, all of that that you and I just said is verifiably true, and they're all fine. And I didn't bring up Tony Blinken, who was a campaign manager or some sort of a campaign, you know, insider for Biden, utilizing intelligence by getting 51 former intelligence leaders to say that it looked like the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when they all knew that it wasn't. He's now the Secretary of State. What am I missing? Well, that's why this whole thing started with Watergate. That's why I wrote the book Postgate, because it's a way, there are certain ways to lie and get away with it, and it all started with Watergate. They brought down Nixon. They almost brought down Trump, and they're using that same, the power to hype is also the power to concealed. At the same time, they're covering up and concealing for their own wrongdoing. All of this comes about because uh, of the uh, happy or unhappy circumstances of Watergate. It's uh, John O'Connor. Get this book. It's called Postgate. Check out his uh, podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, amazing to talk to you. Just, just one last question. If you can take down President Nixon, if you can lie about what Mark Felt is giving you, and I just found out for the first time in my life that he wasn't out to get Nixon, you just told me that. When you can almost take down Trump and they're still trying to take down Trump, what is the, the average American who goes to church on Sunday who's being surveilled or to a school board meeting? What chance do we have against this deep police state? Well, that's just it. All you can do is vote. But the problem is the press doesn't tell you all these things about the police state. And they minimize what happened in this election, which, uh, believe me, there are plenty of shenanigans. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and by saying that this, this is the most secure election in our history, do you think the press is telling us the truth? Of course, of course not. not. So, so what do we do? Because we're going into another election next year that's going to be a vital election. You and I, forget about the, the, the machines. Forget about you know, uh, people counting votes twice in Georgia, which is important. 
I mean, just in the whole mail-in ballot thing where they accepted mail-in ballots in states where it wasn't state law, every ballot that was counted was illegal, every single one. So Trump should have won. And the thing that people ask me the most, John, and I'll leave you with this, and, and hopefully you've got a comment on this. The question they always ask me is, how do I know my vote's going to count in 24? Why would I even vote? Well, your vote will count. The real problem is other votes will count that shouldn't be counted. I think your vote will count. So the, the key is people have to yell and scream about tightening up our election laws. And we have to, sometimes informally, we can all act as observers at the polls. We have to go to court before the election. I fault Trump for not going to the court enough before. Yes. Brad Raffsenberger in Georgia rolled over to, um, uh, to what's her name, uh, Stacey Abrams, and, right. and, and made it almost a federal act to get a signature disqualified. So there are a lot of things that we did not do as a whole, whether it's Trump specifically or all of all of common sense conservative people in, in general. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to tighten up our elections and maybe democracy will work. But if we don't do it pretty soon, they're going to change all the laws to make it so that people can stuff ballot boxes all day. They already tried. They tried with H.R. 1, Nancy Pelosi. Thank God it didn't go anywhere. It's uh, John O'Connor, postgatebook.com. Get his book called Postgate. John, I can talk to you a whole lot longer. Let's let's do this again soon. Love to, love to, Joe. We have a lot to talk about. Absolutely. I appreciate you. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I really appreciate John O'Connor coming on. Uh, unbelievable information, stuff I hadn't heard before, and I really appreciate him coming on and clearing it up. Woodward and Bernstein are not great journalists. They're just a couple of guys who didn't like uh, didn't like Nixon and took what Mark Felt was giving them and changing it to suit their needs. That's what John O'Connor says, and I believe the guy. He represented uh, Mark Felt. So go to the website, JoePags.com. Click on Rumble. You'll see those interviews up tonight, Sean Spicer and also John O'Connor. Plus, go follow on all the social media. Don't forget to do that. That is Polo. We appreciate you, Polo. That's Sam getting it done as well. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. The Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.